Yo, what's up, guys? I'm Dion Brown. This is Man vs. Brand. I appreciate you guys for listening because, as always, you guys are the reason why I do what it is that I do. So, I want to talk about appreciation. Not only because I appreciate you guys, but because appreciation is fundamental to what we do. Not only in the podcast space, not only in the entrepreneurial space, but just in general life. If you are not expressing appreciation, then I question, are you building the right type of relationships that will foster success? Only success as, you know, at business or success as a person uh, interrelated to other people. But really success is like a dad, success as a mom, success as a brother, sister, child, cousin. Fundamental to the way that we build relationships is a display of appreciation. Now, I will say that I believe that appreciation cannot be performative in nature, right? Like no one wants to to feel something uh, that is different from what is shown or displayed, right? So uh, though I may say I appreciate you and give you a gift, the question is, is does that thing really translate into something that we feel? Right. Because appreciation is as much about the thing we do as the way that we make someone or some other people feel. Do they feel the appreciation? Do they feel the love? Do they feel the gratitude? And if they don't, then how do we start to tweak what we're doing in order for people to feel it more purposefully, more intentionally? How do we bridge those relationships and come from a place of gratitude and appreciation. Well, if you haven't figured that out, I'm going to be using the term appreciation a lot in this episode, mostly because I have Steve Buzagani with me, and he is the appreciation man. If you want to talk about how your business, how you as a person, can maneuver through life, then let Steve become as his company is known, the appreciation advocate for you. He's going to talk to you about how appreciation works in his own lived human experience. We're going to talk about appreciation as a fundamental concept of human connection. And we'll talk about the way that his company, the appreciation advocate, can grow your company, but also some of the ways that they're using appreciation that you may be able to apply in your own personal life. Well, anyway, we're going to get to this episode, and I'm going to let Steve talk through appreciation by first introducing himself. All right, guys, so I want you guys to enjoy the conversation we're about to have. In five, four, three, two, one. One of the greatest philosophers of our time once said that when it's up, then it's stuck. Find out how to make your next big idea stick with Dion Brown and his podcast. With 20 years of experience in growing and managing businesses and brands at the highest level, Dion is having the conversations that you are looking for. Welcome and have a great time. Hey, what's going on, Steve? How are you doing? No, thanks for having me. It's, I'm just like to be here. And that was a hell of an intro, man. That was awesome. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So listen, awesome. what what kind of got you to the space where where you you ended up in the appreciation, gifting, gratitude space for businesses? Uh, for me, it was more because I was an introvert. 
uh, more of, sorry, I'm not total introvert. Like I'm not living under a rock and like, you know, hiding in the woods by myself, but I, I more lean that way. And I'm not like for some, for, for a lot of the times I really struggled with my sales calls. Like I really don't like the cold call and like, then do that. And so for me, coming from the real estate industry, like obviously high sales volume, like you got to make a lot of contact, uh, with other people. So I hated making, like, I, I'm one of those people who just like, you know how like some people are like really good at just making those calls just to like say hi and you're like kind of open to it. It's like, oh yeah, hey, like how are you? Just, you know, what's going on? My best friend is great at that and they'll just talk on hours on end to people he hasn't talked to since like college. And I'm like, I- I'm mystified by that because I'm, ne- I'm never one of those people. I can, I get onto a phone call. I'm like, hey, what's going on? They're like, hey, Steve, what can I help you with? I'm just like, ah, oh, just saying hi. And they're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know, it was, I sucked at that. So for me, I think what I, I did to kind of break that barrier a little bit down is I started giving gifts to clients, uh, to kind of break that barrier and kind of make it more of an organic conversation to real estate rather than, uh, Hey, how are you? I just wanted to chit chat, blah, blah, blah. So do you know anyone else buying a house? Like that's like super like, you know, sleazy and it doesn't sound great. And it's always like, Oh, you didn't really care to call. You just wanted to see if I could help you in your business. Like that kind of sucks. So I didn't do that. I did the gifting and I would give someone a gift. And then I'd call up like a couple days afterwards to kind of see, I'm like, Hey, just so you know, I do really appreciate you in my life. And I wanted to just uh, say thank you for being part of it. And wanted to make sure that you got the gift I sent you. And they're like, Oh my God. Yeah, this is so great. Thank you, Steve. Like, this is so nice. And obviously they know you're a small business owner. In my case, I was a real estate agent. So they inevitably will eventually ask, how's your life going? Or how's, how's business going? Or for me, how's the market? Like if you're a financial advisor, they're going to ask that question. You do. How's the market? Except they're obviously asking about the stock market. For me, it was the real estate market. And it was just like, Oh, how's the market? And I was like, okay, well, and then, then that was my door opener. And it was just like, Oh, now I can talk real estate organically without a sleazy feeling. And it's like, Oh, the market's great right now. A lot of people are doing this, that I'm like, so what, what, what are you guys doing? You guys making moves soon too, or what's going on? How's, how's, how's your situation going? Or then I mean, a lot of times they'd just be like, oh, yeah, we're sitting tight, whatever. Or, hey, we just or hey, we just uh, conceived a child and we're going to be moving soon. I'm like, all right. So, like, you know, you, you start putting these things on your reminders list. OK, they get, they're going to need more space or or somebody just inherited a property. They're going to need to get rid of the house or so, you know, whatever the situation was, you, you would find this stuff out because you would talk to people. So, Steve, um, pause. Oh, I yeah. need to pause you for a second because I think we got to give some some context here. Right. Like, I think. This story is a phenomenal story, but I think it does need uh, some context, both for professional and personal application. Sure. Yep. So the first thing is, is that you mentioned um, this idea that that this was a call, right? That this is a call. This might have been a call to someone that you have done business with, that you're interested in doing business with, or possibly someone that you're you want to convert from someone that's in your personal sphere to a more professional sphere, right? Yep. Okay. Now, um, and and because of this part of you that is introverted, you were like, hey, I need to come up with a way that creates dialogue, that we have this commonality there, right? That yep. could bridge uh, what I want, which is to talk about possibly engaging in business, but also that is valuable to the person so that it doesn't feel like I'm only there to talk about business, right? Correct. Yes. So first question is, how many of these were you doing per day, per week, per month? I imagine you seem like you might be a uh, a good metrics guy. So how many of these are you sending out at any given point 
you know, and in, in order to foster the type of relationships, just to give folks some context. Yeah. So I actually had a, a goal set where, you know, based on the income I was trying to hit that year, it came out to be uh, my metrics where I needed to have uh, 15 conversations a day uh, and what and and 16 face to faces every week. So basically my, my 16 face to faces were my my gift givings. So like I would call them and then I'd send either send a video behind it or I'd FaceTime with them. Um, cause obviously 16 meetups a week is just insane. So, um, so what I would do is, uh, yeah, so 16, so 16 gifts a week basically was, the, was the metric. So that's right, where cool. I, that's where I was. Okay. So, so 16 meetups a week, 52 weeks in the year minus holidays, vacations, let's say, right. So maybe is 48 by 16 feel like a good number? Uh, so my, my goal, I mean, for me, I, I, so I never really took off actually. I didn't use, I didn't let holidays get in the way. So what I would do is I, if I was, if I knew the following week I was going on vacation or if I knew it was a holiday, I would actually double the week of, or the double the week before I would do double the week after because, and I would, so it was just straight up 16 a week all year long, all the time. (laughs) Okay. All right, cool. So now let's talk about cost, right? So you're in real estate. Real estate is, of course, a high ticket um, business or industry to be in, right? So yeah. um, your margins for gift giving could probably be a slightly higher, right? But but talk to me about the type of gifts that you are giving, right? Because not everyone's going to convert to a sale, right? And you need a certain amount of like, oh, that was really nice. I, we're not really looking to hit the folks that actually are. So you're sending out um, these gifts. Uh, what type of gifts were you actually sending out? And talk to me about maybe the ones that worked and got really good responses versus the ones that didn't quite land the way that you thought they would. Yeah, so for sure. Uh, for me, the, the, who it was focused on was more important. So it was it was usually on people who I had worked with or had known me, liked me, and trust me. I wasn't usually using it as much as a prospecting tool. Uh, I used it a little bit, but it was more it was more for nurturing the people who had already known me, liked me, and trust me. Uh, so like the buy-in was already there a little bit, and it, now I'm just kind of trying to create unreasonable brand loyalty, which that's now that's why I was doing with them more. Uh, the gifts I was using uh, when I first started, I think that was like my third year in real estate is when I started picking up this gifting thing. Uh, I was using like like kind of like tchotchkes and random. Like I remember one time I did a. Like, you know, those like, like one ounce shot bottles or shots or uh, vodka and alcohol. Like one time it was like a Christmas thing and I was, you know, put like a bow and a ribbon on and went to December and I, you know, just, I forget even what I even put the tag on what, what it was. And it was just like basically uh, a shot of vodka in their mailboxes or something like that. And it was just like, it was like a really terrible gift idea. It was one, cause you don't know if they even drink Two, What if they're, they are a recovering alcoholic or some of their parent might be an alcoholic or so. like, you don't know, like alcohol is a terrible gift. Uh, so, and I just like, didn't even think that that would sucked. Um, but then I, I, they got better as I progressed. I started to learn that people and I, I, that people spend most of their time in the kitchen. So I developed a concept called attacking the kitchen where I started to like fill their kitchen up with stuff that would make them think of me. Like, I know a lot of people don't have ice cream scoopers. I know a lot of people don't have pizza slicers and, um, and so I'd focus on those things. And I, and I mean like nice ones, like I wouldn't get like 
crappy ones. Like, you know, Cutco makes nice stuff. <laughs> I get the, get the nice stuff for the nice people. Uh, Shout out to Cutco who has been putting yeah. people with branded uh, knives and kitchen yeah. items in well, play so, so for here's the a thing. long time. Yeah, they're like they're like good friends to to people who work who work with them. So shout out to dude, them. I know. Yeah. So like, here's the thing. Uh, I wouldn't put my stuff on there though. Like, it's not going to be Keller Williams or Berkshire Hathaway or Remax on my on my um my Cutco items. Like, I put it their name on it. Like, I just like more recently. I think 2020. I did a uh, I got a I did a pair of scissors. I did those Cutco scissors, and I had their last names engraved on the scissors instead of and. Uh, those landed super well. I mean, my, my clients were texting me pictures. It was just like, Oh, this is so great. This is so nice. Blah, blah, blah. And like, I can't believe you got my name on it. It's not, it's about me. It's like, and that was the difference about between the gifts I was giving is I wasn't doing branding gifts. Like my brand was, I'm all about you and um, it's not about me. And my clients love that much more. And it made me more referable and it made, and and it makes me think of them. They're going to have those things forever. I mean, I used to get them, I would get them, um, speakers too like i got like those like um you know those pill shaped speakers i got them all custom made i texted them all at the beginning of the quarter and i said i forget like the second or third quarter of the year and i asked them all what their favorite color was and they're like yeah my hair color is i don't know pink or blue or whatever they're like why are you asking i'm like don't worry about it just got a surprise coming that's all they're like oh wow that's so fun it's so exciting so then eventually this thing shows up with their name engraved on the side of it and their favorite color and they're like this is so cool um, you know, so people would send me client pictures of like, oh, this is so great. I, I'm in 15 people's social media accounts because they're all saying like how cool this is. So like, it was, it's a nice thing when you're making about them and never did it ever once ever have anything that had to do with Remax or Keller Williams. Well, so, so to, to kind of give a little bit of a clarifying point though, right. Is that it is vastly more expensive in most of the product marketing world for you to do custom per person than it is to do mass branding, right? So if you were like, yeah. Steve, your favorite realtor, 2023, and you had a hundred of them made, from a cost perspective, that's going to be typically or Cheaper. fundamentally probably less expensive than it would be to be like, hey, Dion, Great talking to you, right? And so a bit of it is understanding um, your cost and how much you will potentially make not only in a new sale, but also in, like you mentioned, the possibility of referrals. Yeah. So for me, it was always 5 to 10% of whatever that client had earned me that year. So if I had a client that had, was worth a $10,000 commission, I was going to spend, I could spend 500 to to $1,000 on them. Now yeah. I can get a, and you don't even, and that's, that's just the budget. That doesn't mean you have to hit the budget. I mean, that yeah. just, it gives me what I'm allowed to work with. I can get somebody a really nice gift for, you know, a hundred dollars or a 200 and still be well under budget. Yeah. Um, but that, now that budget was for the course of the whole year though. Like, so that, so each gift wasn't worth, you know, like I had gotten some, a lot of gifts for people that were only worth like $12 and 50 cents, $13 at CVS. I've gotten a couple of people, some really nice custom gifts with the, with the picture maker they have over there at CVS or, yeah. or any kind of like, um, printout thingy there they have, they're pretty good. I'm going to be honest with you. And then a lot of, uh, you can get stuff on Etsy that are fantastic for like less than 25 bucks. Um, and I, a lot of my clients, I got those things. It just, the thing is people don't, want to put the time in because that does take a lot of time to customize 25 to 30 different pictures or 
you know, speaker boxes or Cutco scissors, whatever it is, people don't want to put that time in. And that's why I, you know, I said, if I put this time in, this is technically, this is prospecting for me. This is prospecting time. This is lead generation time. So, okay. Now I'm going to ask another question because, right, because I get the, the idea that people don't want to put in time. My first question is, do you have an admin or a person that does this for you? Because it's it's, I, it, it's kind of harder to do this when you're like a one man, one woman operation than it is when you have a support staff that can also do that. Now, I'm not saying that you did or didn't have it. I'm just mm-hmm. asking for the folks who are listening to sort of understand um, yeah. what what resources they may need in order to execute something like this. And we'll talk about you know, the appreciation advocate and kind of what you guys are, what you're doing over there. But like, talk to me about kind of what your support system was like when you were putting these gifts together. Oh, I didn't have one. It was just me. It was just me, myself and I. (laughs) So so I was just doing it all myself. And then one, my, the other real estate agents in the office, because I started getting referrals. I was doing like 73% of my business by referral. Like, what the hell are you doing? Uh, And I was just like, I'm just giving gifts to my clients. And they were like, yeah, that sounds great. Just doesn't sound like I have enough. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. And that's that's literally why I started Appreciation Advocate because I wanted I wanted to unlock that realm for small business owners. Yep. And that's why I, I do it for them now. But that's that's how it kind of got started because I I was doing it and I just kept hearing over and over and over again. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. And I was like, okay, well I'll do it for you. Just pay me and I'll do it because <laughs> I have figured, I get to be Santa Claus twelve months a year now. So let me tell you, man, let me tell you, Steve. Uh, so I uh, have uh, my own coaching company now, but I also ran a branding and marketing firm uh, in the e-commerce space and then in the real estate, hospitality, tourism space uh, before I became a team leader for Keller Williams and had that whole run, right? Oh, but cool. Okay. Before, nice. Thanks. I oh, appreciate it. Uh, before then, I was just like the agency of record for um for keller and then some other real estate uh and um uh hospitality uh firms in new york and one year i did best gift i think i've ever come up with um first uh, shout out to west elm west elm was like my number one spot for gift giving there's a lot of just small gifts that are um in that kind of west elm brand and um, they're really awesome so one year i got these light blue sand and pink ish color, maybe orange sand, um, hourglasses, these mini hourglasses for your desk. Yeah. Um, and my message was something to the effect of like, I really enjoyed our time this year. Um, cool. Uh, in the future, in the future, um, I'll only take up this much of your time, right? And I said, please flip it over, right? And everyone laughs and that was funny, That's right? Hilarious. So I come into yeah. people's offices and flip <laughs> it over and tell me I only had the five minutes or so that the thing would allow, but everyone had it on their desk. Everyone remembered it, right? It was something that was decorational. Yeah. Um, West Elm had a lot, has a lot of, uh, you, I mentioned like Santa, they have a lot of like ornament kind of stuff that, Uh, feel sort of generic to just the winter season. So regardless of whether you are Christian, Jewish, Muslim, sort of didn't really matter. It kind of was sort of multi-use for the holidays, just kind of in that kind of cool pine cones, things like that. Um, And then lastly, books. Um, I would have like a a reading book club where like I would just give like maybe every quarter I would just drop a book off, right? And, And we know that like, 
folks like to read, or at the very least, they like to appear like they read, right? Like they actually yes. not reading, but yes. who doesn't like a good library, right? That feels uh, yeah. like full of cool books. And so, um, so I 100% agree with you, man. Um, and I did it on my own, uh, but I 100% agree with you that, you know, a solid gift really does build relationship. Um, it builds conversation. Uh, it, it shows gratitude. And I think that, mm-hmm. uh, folks feel like, uh, they feel like they are being sort of acknowledged for their value in the relationship, right? Um, yeah. and that's not to say that gifts equate value, right? Like that's not true. Sometimes a referral is the best gift you, someone has to give, or, um, you could do an appreciation event and people come out, right? And they feel it, right? But mm-hmm. I think that there is something really awesome about, um, doing something that feels interpersonal. Um, and doing, and specifically, I think it's the, 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 the note that may go with the gift, right? Like, or your point, the customization that goes with the gift, right? Not only am I acknowledging this mass group of people that have supported my life or my business, but I'm, I'm singling you out as a contributor, right? And in me, uh, singling you out as a contributor, it makes you feel special and it affirms the strength of our relationship. Yeah, the gift is the symbol of the relationship. So when you cut corners on it, that's received also. So that's that's another message you're sending. And that's not the one you want to be sending. But yeah, that's you got to be conscious of that. And obviously, it sounds like you are, which is great. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of other uh, small business owners don't do that. They, use, they go the bottle of champagne or the gift card or the lazy gift, the easy gift, whatever it is. So and that's, you know, people, you know, you sell a million dollar house and you send someone a gift card for 50 bucks. It's like, it just made you 20 grand. <laughs> like that's a $20,000 commission check. Like what are you well, doing? Send so, a $50 gift card. <laughs> do you believe though, that people choose those gifts because that's what they understand gift giving to be? Yeah. I think that, about, yeah, it is. Like, some people are just gift card givers, right? Like doesn't matter. It could be your birthday. It could be Christmas. It could be yeah, the holidays that still- you know, that certain people are, they're going to deliver you a gift card because that is what they have to offer. And so in a way, are, are you also advocating for people to think beyond their own personal preferences and habits and yes. really sort of think about the recipient in a more like intimate kind of way? Or if, if gift cards are kind of what I'm known for, should I continue to do that? Because otherwise, I, I'm going to probably mess this up because I don't really know how to do something other than what I've been yeah, what, what, so, I've been, what I've taught myself to do. Yeah, so I'm actually writing a book on the whole topic here. It's like, but and that doesn't come out till like the end of the later in the year. But still, like one of the things that I discuss in the book is is why gift cards are bad gifts because they are. And in to to, to use the example you just went through, it, like if your brand is giving gift cards, like again, that's your brand. That's about you. Like it, it's about the and one of the things that separates a promotion from a gift is a promotion is about the giver, which in this case, building a brand, giving gift cards, like that's you, that's about you. That's about the receipt. That's about the giver. Uh, A gift is about the receiver and what they like. It's a completely selfless act to give to another person. So regardless of what your brand is, what's easy for you, what you're typically used to doing, it is all about you. If you keep doing that stuff, Uh, when it's about them, it's like, now you have to go the extra mile. You have to think deeper. You have to listen to what we call juice, uh, and get those like those details out of people and find out what's a cool way to gift to somebody that allows them to to allows you to take that gift to another level. Now, I feel like that slightly sounds counterintuitive in this way, right? Like 
a lot of people who purchase gift cards as gifts, their, their main argument is, is that, well, it allows the person to decide for themselves what they really want and what they really need yeah. and what's timely and relevant for them. Right. And so in a yeah. way I am removing myself and my preferences from the equation. I'm in fact empowering the recipient to purchase what they want to purchase, what they need to purchase. Right. I'm letting them make decisions. And so is that not the ultimate gift? Is that not the ultimate expression of gratitude is to say, hey, I'm going to allow you to freely decide what you want to purchase? Yeah. And, and in a normal world, I'd say in a, not a normal world, in a different world, I would say that's OK. But in our world where we live in, I think it's like over four billion dollars of gift cards are never spent uh, every year. And I know that I think, one, it's another task to do. So especially if you're giving to a business owner, it's like, oh, now I got to go shopping or now I got to do it's another thing to do. Uh, and and the other thing is it is the the, the example that you just use. I'm empowering the the recipient to do whatever they want with it. It's more I think that is the. And this is not a shot at you, by the way. This is this because I've heard that before. It's, it's, no, no, no. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, representing yeah. a spectrum of thought. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you an alternate thought <laughs> after you go yeah. about why I believe that gift cards may not be effective. But continue. Oh, oh, yeah, good. Okay, cool. So basically, what I like a gift card, like that's like the ultimate excuse as to why you can give gift cards to people. Like, oh, well, I'm giving the the recipient the power to choose. It's like, well, you're also showing the recipient that you didn't want to come up with a cool idea as to what to give them something new or like, like, because you haven't, there is no thought in that. There's no, it's just, here's, here's money. Like, that's it. That's really all you're doing. It's like, there's no thought behind it. And it also, it's proof that you don't really know that person well enough to give them a gift. You're basically essentially proving to them that you don't know them well enough to give them a gift that is of, you know, several levels deep on the emotional Richter scale. So, so I, I somewhat agree with that. I, I think that I lean a bit more towards the longevity of the memory attached to the gift. Like I think gift mm-hmm. cards don't have a long tail of memory. You don't remember who got them for you. They're, they tend Correct. to be a bit more interchangeable. And so therefore, yes. if you want to be remembered as that great cousin or that great business person or that you appreciated their business, then a gift card doesn't have any resonance in our memories for who that person is and attaching yeah. it. I mean, there might Love be it. a few individual cases where, you know, you you deliver the same gift card every year and just because of habit, you become top of mind for that's why I have this Amex $100 gift card because every year I get a $100 gift card from this person. But that is a very isolated instance. And so if you want to quite frankly be remembered, I think that a plastic card or an email informing you that you have a a code to buy whatever you want doesn't in fact uh, allow for the person to remember the fact that you delivered this thing to them and that you thought about them in a way. And so you're consistently starting the cycle over each time you deliver a gift because you have to then remind the person that you are the giver of this thing that they ultimately won't really remember, which is different than like putting their name on a, a knife or delivering to them um, you know, a, a book that has a, that's signed to them in the front cover, it feels slightly different and it's a bit more disposable. And so in its disposability, it becomes a little more like, you know, is this really worth it? Is this worth the hundred dollars you spent? Is this worth the $50 you spent? If the person ultimately doesn't remember the, 
doesn't really remember the engagement and the intent around the engagement. Exactly. So I think you nailed everything about that. So, and I love that you said that, and that brings me to my next point with it kind of piggyback off of that is when you do buy a gift card or whatever, and as you said, you know, it kind of gets used up and then, or if it doesn't get used at all, you kind of forget it. Think about it. Whatever the gift card's value is, $25, $50, $100. At the end of the day, it's one impression. So it's basically what you're paying in marketing as entrepreneurs, business owners. Our job is to make millions of impressions over and over and over again uh, and stay top of mind, not subconscious mind. If you give somebody one impression, you're paying $100 for a $100 gift card, that's $100 for one impression. A lot of marketers would cringe at that thought. They're like, eh, you know, I don't really like that. I don't like those numbers that much just for an impression. Now, here's the thing. If you do the go with the knife or the speaker or the uh, or or the custom photo or fic- picture, whatever it is, you're, they're going to hang that picture up. They're going to use that knife in the kitchen every, every night or every day. Uh, they're going to be visible or you get them some kind of nice, like, I don't know, trophy or artwork or whatever that stays visible in their home. They're going to think of you every day. That's 365 impressions a day. Assuming they only think of you once a day. Like if they think of you twice a day, then it's, you know, 720 for whatever hundred dollars you spend or $200. Again, you're getting so many more impressions for your dollar versus if you just give them the gift card. So the value is so much better regardless in, in terms of marketing. Now, for you folks that are like, I'm going to give a gift card anyway, I'm, I'm going to give you this, this caveat point that um, you can't, there is a way to deliver a gift card, but you have to be very specific to the need of the person and very clear about why this is, why this gift card is being delivered to them. So I'll give you an instance. If uh, you know that a person, I'm looking around my apartment right now, you know a person is interested in a throw that will specifically match their couch, but you don't know what that throw is. And they just moved in. They just purchased their couch. They were talking to you about how excited they were for the couch and how they just needed a throw. You can send them a message that says, hey, listen, I know you wanted that throw. I'm not sure which one it is. I want to send you this $100 gift card towards the purchase of that throw. Send me a picture of it when you get it. I can't wait to see it on your couch. Love to have wine with you um, on that couch with that throw when it's there. Right? In a way, now yes. – you are speaking to a very specific need, right? You are addressing something and you are creating space for you to have further conversation. Now, that's one yeah. example of many, but there's only a very slight rigid space where that works, right? Where where you are where you are taking something that can feel generic and in fact giving that thing purpose, right? And so if you can yeah. do that and do that in a very specific intentional way that 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 where the the reason why you're delivering the gift card speaks to the relationship, speaks to something very specific in the relationship, something mentioned, something wanted, something unknown, right? So you, you know the person wants something, you're just not quite sure what it is, right? Then it really, it can work on your behalf. I'm not necessarily recommending, actually, I'm not recommending that most people do gift cards because I think it's a slippery slope. But if you are a gift card person, I'm going to say be very intentional about why you're delivering it make it clear why you're delivering it and then have a follow-up, right? A photo of it, take a photo of it, send it to me whenever you get a chance or I can't wait to experience that thing in your house, you know, in a week or two, if you'll have me over, I'll bring wine, right? Create an in-person experience based on that so you guys can discuss it and share the joy of it. So the person, because they don't remember the gift, they'll remember the memory that you create after the gift is purchased once they purchase the gift with the gift card. Yeah. So I, I think I would, I would change the, the impression 
from after they get the gift, I would still eliminate the gift card and I would make the experience before the gift. So I'd say, let's go shopping and let's get you that rug. Or, you know I mean? Go to go together. Let's go, you know, have a wine date and we'll go drink wine at the store and we'll buy it together. Or, you know what I mean? And then you buy it for them right there without telling them you're going to buy it. They're just like, okay. hey, well, I mean, you know what I mean? I or, or, you I'm know what would be even cooler? What would be even cooler is like, maybe you could, and this is just me kind of off the cuff here, but maybe what you do is instead of buying the rug itself, what you could do is buy them a professional uh, home stager. And say, hey, look, I got a professional. I'm, I don't know what rug you're going to get, but I just want to let you know, I'm going to have a professional come over to your house and stage your house exactly the way you want it to make it look first class, totally on me. And, now, Steve, you, you know let's talk I mean? about crappy gifts because oh, I got those not things. everyone has taste. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you guys listening. I don't necessarily <laughs> always have taste. It's not a judgment call. Not everybody has taste. Right? Like, nah, like nah, some nah. people are giving like three Hershey kisses and a card. And they really think they're changing the game, right? And so, <laughs> so listen, like, it's possible that the gifts – listen, I'm going to tell a story, and God forgive oh, me, but uh, – I, I have terrible be, gifts, too, so don't – No, I would, be, I would be remiss not to say, like, <laughs> I, I have someone in my family that gives the worst gifts in the world. Like, the oh, worst gifts, right? <laughs> when we do, like, Secret Santa, nobody wants them as their Secret Santa because they know they're going to end up with, like – Something useless. A half of a hundred dollar bill that they'll get the other half like on their birthday, right? So you have a half a hundred dollar bill waiting for the other half to one day like appear so that you can tape it together and get denied at a store because the the hundred dollar bill is is cut in half, right? So they're they're notoriously bad gift giver, not because they don't care, right? But just because their range of elasticity of thought around gift giving is very narrow. Um And so how do we deal with bad gifts? To me, a bad gift, I'm going to give you just a framework to answer this. To me, a bad gift is, you know, you have emotional intelligence um, and you're asking people, did you receive the gift? And their response is kind of lukewarm. Um, They received it. They just don't seem very happy about it. Um, They ask you clarifying questions around why you sent the gift in the first place. And or you haven't received any acknowledgement of the gift. Like just across the board, people are receiving your gift and not ever sending you a thank you text. It's just like they're looking at it and they're like, wow, okay, great. Um, I'm talking to you, um, unneeded calendar people, uh, Chinese fan or Asian, like paper clippy fan people with their face on it. I'm talking uh, to yes. you. Um, battery operated fan people, the little mini ones. Oh, God, really into that. Bobbleheaders. Uh, yeah, I'm, ta- I'm talking to you. Um, chopsticks folks with like your name on it. Not really sure if the person is interested in that gift. Um, and I'm going to lastly put you guys out there. I'm also talking to you. Uh, you purchased bags, uh, that had, uh, that, that you purchased tote bags. But unfortunately, yeah. the tote bag could only fit a small, small notebook and one pen. And so no one actually wants the notebook because you yes. didn't find out the size of the tote book and you just sent it out without actually seeing uh, some sort of sample of what it's like. So all of you bad gift givers, um, I'm talking to you. We're going to we're gonna talk through how you can recognize that you might have delivered a bad gift and what you can do to remedy the situation. So talk to me, Steve, about some, you know, 
what can we do when we've determined through any of those kind of uh, ways of, of understanding that we've made delivered a bad gift? And what can we in fact do to possibly remedy that situation of the gift just not being received well by maybe a few of our clients, maybe not the one, maybe not the one that the one person that drinks, you know, you deal with them on a personal level, but you just realize that like everyone that got your gift, no one really loves it. What can you do about it? How do you, how do you recognize it? Um, and what can you do to fix it? Uh, for me, I think it would really come down to really knowing your people. That would be a self-reflection moment. Cause like, it's like, all right, nobody liked the gift. Now here's the other thing. A lot of people are not trained on for, and this is unfortunate. A lot of people are not trained to say thank you either. So just because you didn't get a response from them doesn't necessarily mean they didn't get it and they don't, they don't appreciate it. A lot of times I've called clients before and they're like, Oh my God, Steve, I totally meant to call you and say, thank you. I just got busy with something, whatever. Like I, I do give yourself some grace. Sometimes people are just busy and they just can't get around to saying thank you for whatever reason. Now for me, thank you is priority. Number one, all the time. Like if somebody sends me a gift, I'm first thing I'm doing is calling them or texting them or sending them a video, something to show acknowledgement uh, of that. But uh, most of society does not do that, which is unfortunate, but so, but just don't be too hard on yourself. If you don't get like, a glowing thank you video text message from your client. So that's first number one there. Uh, in terms of getting a new, uh, if, if it is truly a bad gift uh, and people aren't as warm to it or whatever, uh, I think for me. So pause it, pause it. I, then how do you know if, if, if them not responding to the gift isn't, an, if that's not the indicator, right? If that's where you're supposed to give yourself grace, then in your opinion, what are some indicators? Like what, what yeah. then determines for you if something's not a good gift? I'd say after, if you've tried to reach out to them, like just to confirm that they got it and they're still not answering that after like, you know, a week or two, it's like, all right, is that person really one of my top people then? Cause like you're sending them a, that's a reevaluate. So like I learned from a mentor once that your database has to be qualified and then constantly requalified and people who you send gifts to and you, who you think are in your top 10% or top 20% and they, you send them gifts or, or, or basically love on them and they don't ever acknowledge it ever then maybe they need to be reevaluated and they need to be requalified. It's like, maybe they're not in the top 20 or maybe they once were. And I don't know, maybe you did something or maybe you didn't do something. Maybe something just like for me, sometimes clients were just afraid to talk to me after that. Maybe their mother got or their brother or whatever got their real estate license and they just didn't want to tell me. So they just stopped talking to me. And and, and then you find out later and they're like, it's like, oh, Steve, you know, we, we never had a problem with you. We just, you know, we didn't know how to tell you. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, it's not fine. You know, I understand that. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> well, I, I, I kind of want to push back, right? Because you give me a lot of good stuff. Yes. But that's a sign of a of a of a change in relationship, not a bad gift, right? Like, yeah, right. So, so if you requalify who's in your top twenty, that means that you're identifying whether they find value in you and your services as a whole. Gotcha. Not necessarily specific to that one thing. So let's give an example. You mentioned the vodka, right? You send out things of vodka. You send out shot glasses. Yeah. No <laughs> one's responding. Now you talk to them frequently. Yeah. You know, you ask people whether they got it. They're like, yeah, I got the, the yeah, thing. shot glass, man. Um, yeah, the, the vodka, man, that plastic <laughs> bottle, man. That my was 22-year-old Steve. Wow, man. You really thought about me with that plastic bottle, right? Um and, and, and you're like, okay, right? Like, um, you know, I, I love working with you, right? Because again, like, I think I, I want to speak to that person who doesn't specifically understand 
or maybe know how to give a good gift. And I don't want, I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to say that if you are a poor gift giver that you need to read, you need to reanalyze your relationships with people because it may not be that the person is no longer in your top 10 or top five. It may just be that they didn't like the thing that you sent or that across the board folks didn't like the thing that you sent. Right. And so what do we do in that case? Right. So let's take everyone else out of it and we're just going to take accountability for ourselves. What do we start to do? Um, for me, what becomes top of mind is maybe to ask questions, um, to, you know, shoot a quick, like text message, like, Hey, you got my gift. Did you love it? What did you love about it? What didn't you love about it? Right. And then give people the opportunity to provide feedback to you because folks, when they don't like something or do like something, they tend to be, we're Yelpers and, and, and social media folks. So we tend to like to, to give, um, constructive feedback. Um, but I'm interested as a person who, this is what you do, like, you know, when when you are unsure about a gift or um, when someone who you're working with or, you know, you're, you're putting it together, if they're like, man, I think I sent out some crap stuff and this is why I need you, appreciation advocate. Like, what are you talking them through in order to get them to the point where they can recognize the type of gifts that will be well received yeah. versus understanding maybe when they went a little left with their gift giving? Like maybe they sent out, I don't know, I got... I got a shot glass one time. It had like, it was like a female body. It was naked. I was just like, this is a weird gift to give to people. And I wonder how many other people got this gift and looked at it like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, were, were you just in Mexico and thought about me at the like airport gift shop and you just stuffed a bunch of them in your bag and gave them out as gifts? Because it feels a little, and it, you know, it didn't have context. I just didn't understand it, right? And so in that way, yeah. to me, that was a bad gift. I mean, it, it was cool for, I think, who the person was and kind of what their brand was about, kind of being funny and sarcastic and whatever. But I think as a gift, it felt very like, like you said earlier, it felt like it was a promotion. It felt like it was more about them and their brand and less about me and what would be useful and interesting to me and or their female clients and or anybody that wasn't like them, right? And so so bad gifts, how do we recognize maybe in our reception that we got a bad gift? What do we do about it? Uh, you just got to so, – uh, so I mentioned that book before uh, that I was writing. It's called The Impression Scale, and it basically is all Ooh. about impressions. So basically for you, you've essentially made a bad impression. So now the only thing you can do – is on the scale of the impression scale, you have a bad impression, which is on the left side. So now you just have to basically start banking up some more positive impressions on the scale. So for you, if you have a bad gift, then you, uh, Harvard did a study that it takes eight good impressions to overcome one bad one. So basically what you need to just start doing is you, one, you just have to chalk it up as a loss. Okay. You made a bad impression. We're, we're, not, we're human beings. We make mistakes and you just got to move forward. And now it's time to start banking the good ones. And now it's like, now it's a self-evaluation and now we need to, okay, how do I not screw up the next one? And what do I learn from this? And let's move on from there. Cause then, cause that's my next eight. I'm going to, it's going to take about eight on average to overcome that last bad one. So let me start seeing how I can, how I can line up these next eight ones, these next eight good ones and make sure I basically erode the bad one. Uh, first impression scale, the impression scale. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the name of the book. That's a killer name. Like thank, that, thank yeah, it feels, it feels very good to great. It feels very you know predictable success. 
Um, congratulations on the title alone. The title alone sounds like something that is worth investing in. So, yeah, so thanks. I'll send you a copy that. when it comes out. I, I, I would love that gift. I would love that. <laughs> I know um, you're a book guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so with that said, right? So there, it takes, uh, based on this Harvard study, it takes eight impressions to overcome, uh, one bad one, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, average. Um, average, yeah, yeah. So are there ways to, create impressions via a gift where the gift is not a consumer item. Meaning like, okay, so I gave you a really bad shot glass. I'm now hesitant to deliver a consumer type of gift to you. Um, I know you mentioned videos before. Is that, would that be considered a gift or like maybe, you know, uh, helping clean up a highway in someone's name or I don't know, like are there gifts that people can also give that are not just a physical item that maybe has a more, that's more maybe a ro- emotionally resonant. Uh, you can, uh, I try to stay towards more physical items just because they last and they are tangible and they remind people constantly. Like if you don't want to go like super crazy and you want to, I, I did 10 personal notes a week forever. So as long as I can remember it and I still do them. So uh, those, those have gotten me a ton of money uh, as, as far as, I mean, they're 50 cents to, to send a letter and, my attorney used to keep my, the personal note I sent him on his desk. Uh, and anytime a client came in who had inherited a property or was going through a divorce or was getting married or whatever their health care situation was, they'd say, oh, do you need a good realtor here? That guy's use that note right there. He's got his business card on the inside. Um, back when I was using it as a promotional item versus a, a uh, actually a thank you item. But he it was a, they got to see a testament right there. It was my like, oh, wow, he actually really likes his attorney. He's so nice the way he writes, blah, blah, blah. Here's his contact info. And I got like, I don't know, off of four personal notes to that attorney, I probably made like fifty or sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> it's like, you know, two dollars for that kind of ROI. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So so um, and that's over the course of, you know, four, five, six years knowing that attorney. But like it was just like, you know, that's that's what building a relationship is. And you don't have to you don't have to go crazy. So you can just use something like a personal note. That is an emotional so to to add to your question here, uh everybody has a financial bank account. Everybody knows about that. But also people have an emotional bank account. And the, the way I kind of live my life is you can't get people to make withdrawals from their financial bank account until you make deposits into their emotional bank account. That's I basically, like that. that's basically like the way that. it works. So you have to play to their emotions. The physical items are better to me because they, they're, they're literally physically there to remind them of you. Um, but also to remind them of what's important to them. Cause it is it's supposed to be about them. So it's an emotional reminder to them that like, Oh, cool. like I had a woman once her dog passed away. She loved this dog. She, she, uh, she wanted to use, uh, I sent her a picture of the dog in a, a watercolor painting of the dog. It wasn't a super crazy expensive item. Um, and she hung it up of course in her house. So, and it reminds her of how much she loved this dog and it's important to her. And it's all about, but like, she, she's always going to know who gave that to her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that wasn't a crazy expensive gift. So, so what about folks who spend, I'm going to give you two ideas around, um, appreciation. I kind of want to hear your thoughts on it. And then I want, I wanted to get into, um, when you started the business and kind of, you know, what you do in the business, right? So two things, right? First, uh, appreciation events, like, how do you feel about gathering a bunch of people that are advocates for you with people who may be warm on your business and or your person, right? This is also a way of, of getting social equity and putting them in a room 
you know, giving them maybe food, right. drinks, and letting them talk about you, right? Oh, or your, yeah. their relationship to you. Like, are you like are you just doing gift giving, or are you also doing like appreciation events to to bring folks together? I used to do a lot of appreciation events uh, when I was in real estate. I would do two uh, a year, two a year. And uh, the thing is, here's the thing: you can't do it. Uh, you can't do a happy hour because that's just lame. Uh, and it's also because everybody who comes is just going to hang out with themselves and they're just going to kind of click into their little circles and nobody's going to engage. Uh, what I used to do is I always had something to do where everybody in the room could bond over one thing, whether it was ax throwing, if it was painting with a twist, if it was, um, what else did I do? I did casino night, which was really cool. And everybody could kind of like, it was fake gambling, but it was like, you know, people could go and learn how to do that, which was so like a lot of people had a blast with that. Um, I would do it at a local brewery so everybody could drink their beer. Uh, and the, the brewery loved it. They're like, we've never seen anything like this. <laughs> so like, yeah. And then after a while, you know, you can open it up to the brewery. So now I'm getting the entire community into the event. Yeah. Uh, so like those are, I fully support client appreciation events. As long as they're around something, as long as they're doing something, bowling, anything that's, that's just not a happy hour Got it. by itself. Things that are communal. Yeah. Something that they're all doing at the same time, painting, whatever, bowling, okay. whatever. Second, what, how do you feel about referral programs where there is a tiered level of gift from the service and or person in relationship directly to what you provide in terms of referrals? So like, should you just be acknowledging people and then determining your personal gift and your specific gift based on your direct relationship with them? Or do you also believe in this idea that you kind of lay out the terms like you bring me this amount of business, I'll get you this. You bring me this amount of business, I'll get you this. And creating something that feels a bit more structured, maybe a less, maybe slightly less gift-like and more like transaction relationship based. Yeah. So that's, that's a, I would say that's not necessarily gratitude. That's, I think a business, that's a form of marketing, a, a business model actually. Um, not necessarily gratitude. Like it's a rewards program essentially, uh, which is what it is. And that there's nothing wrong with that. In my opinion, uh, it's just, it's not like, it's not, I mean, for me in real estate, I, I don't, when I was doing that, you could never offer that kind of thing because you know, that's like, that was a kind of a no, uh, that was a kind of faux pas. What's that? A respite violation or whatever it was called. <laughs> like you can't like bribe people to, to give you referrals and stuff like that. Well, you could another agent. There's referral fee. Oh, for, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's different. Kind of right. Built when, into the system. Yeah. So you didn't have to do that because you yes. can do a referral fee at a certain percentage. Right. To another okay. Realtor. Agent, yeah. Therefore. Realtor. Realtor. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. So that, yeah, I mean, for me, that's just a business model. I, I think, uh, um, I, I would still say that I would probably stick with the gifting. Honestly, I, the, that there, there are just two different ways to do something. I don't think, uh, one is a certain business model to do, essentially it's like almost like affiliate marketing kind of, that's like affiliate marketing or, uh, um, a rewards program, like we said. And the other is like client appreciation more like, um, it's not as, uh, I guess, one is more genuine than the other. That's kind of really going to be the most different because once people are going to send you something that may not be a high quality lead just because they know they want the referral on the end. Yeah. Whereas like people who actually give a damn are going to yeah. refer you because they know you're good and they give that they know that you give regardless of what happens. So, so do you think that there are people that, that sort of 
intermingle the two because I feel like I know people that have referral programs. It's like, oh, I have a great gifting program for people who support me. But okay. it sounds more transactional, but in their and maybe in the way that they're viewing it, they're viewing it more like a gifting, like uh, appreciation mechanism and less of a transactional mechanism like do you find that i don't know in, in your clients or folks that you work with that they have referral programs and maybe see it as being more like a gifting program and you have to sort of align their thinking to kind of understand how the two might be slightly different well yeah so the here's the thing though so like one of our things that gets people more referrals is a shock and awe factor so if you have that program then you there's no shock and awe factor it's give they are giving to you in order to receive something and yep. it is transactional. So like, and you kill your, the referral is more, it's more of a business transaction. Again, it's going back to that rewards program. Like, Hey, I'm giving you this because I want something versus like you give them a gift, a shock and off factor. And it's like, now I'm giving you this referral because I want to give it to you. I know you're a genuine person. And it's like, those referrals will be of higher quality versus the person who's just trying to give you a referral. So they hopefully something closes and they get something. Yeah. So that's, it's really the main stark difference is the genuineness of the relationship. First. And and I think you're going to see higher quality leads from the other, from the from the latter rather than the former. So what do you guys do over at the Appreciation Advocate? I'm saying you guys is like a, a, a day, maybe one, it may be seven, it may be five, maybe four. Five, I don't know. Like when I, when I looked you guys up, it was kind of giving me like you guys right. are touching a few places. So so yes. what's going on there, right? And and who, who are like if I'm listening right now and I'm thinking like, Maybe this is something that I may be interested in. You know, what what am I maybe looking to spin? What industries may I be might I be in? Um, give me maybe who your clients are like, what they look like, sound like, maybe who who are they interested in connecting more intimately with? Give me a you know an elevator pitch rundown about what's happening over there at the appreciation advocate. Yeah. So long story short, the easiest way to put it is in one sentence is we use gift giving to get referrals for small businesses. That's literally it. Okay. Uh, so and our, our ideal clients, like or we have three avatars for clients. It's mom and pop, average Joe and the solopreneur. Those are our people. <laughs> so basically, if you're in any of those categories, you're probably going to fit in really well. Uh, service-based businesses are probably the best, like accountants, attorneys, real estate agents, financial advisors, insurance professionals, doctors, dentists, like anybody who has a book of business that would they would eventually sell at the end of their career. That's yeah. basically who we're going to like HVAC contractors, like anything like that. Yeah. Uh, that's who we're that's who we're working with mostly. Um, and, yeah, and that's basically uh, that. That's it. Yeah, that's Where, our, that's our basically that's our client base right there. Yeah. No, that's, that's what's up. All right. So, uh, I have two questions that I ask everyone that's on the man versus brand podcast. Oh, nice. Um, two very simple questions, but interesting because, um, you know, you never know, uh, who's listening and who's interested in what you will discuss. So, sure. Steve, <laughs> okay. any streaming podcast, uh, platform, podcast, book, um, What's something that you've recently watched and or consumed that you thoroughly enjoyed? Uh huh. Well, I'm an Eagles fan, so <laughs> oh, Eagles. <laughs> so watching the NFC Championship and hopefully then watching them win the Super Bowl next week would be or at the end of this week would be great. Um, are you in? Are do are you in the Philadelphia area? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I have a Philadelphia zip code. Yeah, got it. Are you gonna <laughs> Are you gonna shelter? 
<laughs> regardless of the results. Kidding. Oh, yeah. Kidding. yeah. So don't give people. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think you're not going to put cards anymore. No, you're I'm going to participate. Guy. I'm going to be I'm going to be climbing poles with everybody. Exactly. You're good now. No worries. You learned from the last time. You're good. Um, yes. All right, cool. So you're going to be watching that. Um, Super Bowl next Sunday. This Sunday. I guess yeah, it's coming, Sunday, Sunday right? coming up. Yeah, this yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Um, so shout outs to the Super Bowl parties. I will be at one. Steve is definitely going to be at one. And I imagine he's going to uh, have some cool appreciation <laughs> gifts. So if you guys make sure at the end of he's going to give you ways to contact him. Uh, contact Steve and be like, hey, man, invite me to your Super Bowl party. I heard you give good gifts. <laughs> Let him know. Let him know you heard it here. All right. Yes. Second question. Similar setup on any streaming uh, platform, podcast, book, uh, show, what have you. Um, what's something that you thoroughly enjoy that people may not associate with you, right? Doesn't necessarily have to be a guilty pleasure, just something that, you know, that you personally enjoy that, you know, the folks that, you know, may be in your life may not know that this thing is something that you're a huge fan of. Uh, so it's a pretty kind of cool thing. Uh, it's called uh, hydrofoiling. Do you know what that is? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's basically like a surfboard with a wing under it. And basically, if you're and I have an electric one, so basically, what happens is if you go fast enough, the wing underneath it's air, you know hydrodynamic. It will yep. actually take off the water, and Ooh. it'll be like flying a magic carpet on water. That's basically what I'm what I do. So it's not it's really impossible to describe it, but electric hydrofoiling is something I'm into. Which is all right. Awesome. Listen, this is this is why we put these <laughs> asking questions, right? Uh, yes. Because somebody's going to be like, "That's my thing. I I, I really like Steve, right? Like." No, um, yeah, so much yeah. about Man vs. Brand is not just talking about the brand, but talking about you, Steve, and what you enjoy and what your lived experiences are. Yeah, um, shout, so, out to, shout out to Lyft for making the boards I buy. <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. I'm definitely going to check it out, man. I got a vacation coming up. I'm going to be like, yo, Hydrofoil, you got it? You got yeah, it? Yeah, yep. Dude, look it up. Look, look up Lyft, dude. They're a great company, man. They <laughs> nice boards. <laughs> I deal. I sure will. Um, so listen, talk to folks. Like, uh, they want to know more. They want to. They want to uh, experience the appreciation advocate. I'm listening right now. Um, I'm an attorney, of course. I I have a big portion of my business in real estate, so I know mortgage folks, title folks, um, attorneys, real estate agents, right? So so talk to them about uh, how to get in contact with the appreciation advocate if they're interested in gift giving. I think the easiest thing is just to send me an email. I, I do check my email like a hundred times a day because I'm addicted to my phone. So I would say, so just uh, send me an email, uh, steve at appreciationadvocate.com and, you know, keep it simple. Done deal. All right, Steve, thank you so much for being on Man vs. Brand Podcast. If I haven't told you guys recently, I appreciate you. Now, I want you to recognize that this podcast is my gift to you. So every time we send out this podcast, you should feel like it's a gift. You should then share it with other people because gifts and appreciations are meant, of course, to be what? Shared. Thank you, Steve, so much for being on the Man vs. Brand podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, if I love you If this talk just all. resonated with you or could help someone you know, follow Dion or his guest on all social media platforms. Till next time. And remember, with any business or brand, give it to your heart, make it real, or else forget about it. See you all soon.